Hello, and welcome to the Magnetically You podcast. I'm your host, Madison Zerdyke. I'm a mindset and energy coach here to help you feel your freaking best and manifest a life full of magic, miracles, and abundance. I know that whatever led you here did not happen by coincidence. So I am so excited and grateful to have you here. So let's let the magic begin. Hi, and welcome back to the Magnetically You podcast. I am so excited that I have Lindsay and Krista here today from Almost 30. I don't know if you've listened to their podcast, but I absolutely love it. And it's been so impactful for me. And I'm so excited to have a conversation with them today. So welcome, you guys. I'm so happy to have you here. We can just like dive, dive right into it. Thanks for having us. We're so excited. Yeah, I'm really Thank excited. You. This is like our favorite. We get to hang with people that like to talk about the things we talk about and just are generally interested in the show. And it's so fun to speak with our community. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Podcasting is like my favorite thing ever. It's just like, it's like hang out and like talk about like fun shit. It's like, I don't know. Is there anything else I would want to be doing? Probably not. Um, so cool. Okay. Tell me a little bit about your guys's background. Like what led to almost 30? How did you guys meet and like, what led you to where you guys are at today? However much or little you want to share. Yeah. So we started almost 36 years ago. We're now over 30. So we're now (laughs) fully in it, but we were almost 30 at the time. And when I met Lindsay, we were both going through really hard transitions in our life or really interesting transitions or transitions that we felt like we wanted to explore deeper, or we felt like we were the only ones. I was someone that was in the corporate world for eight years. I had been in consulting and digital marketing and events and I never felt like I found my calling. I never felt like I was living with purpose. I always felt like there was something missing. And it created this insatiable drive for me to really, really find purpose and really, really find meaning in my life. And so when I met Lindsay, I was auditioning for Soul Cycle. I thought Soul Cycle was my thing. I was trying to manifest Soul Cycle all the way. She was an instructor. To be an instructor. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. She was an instructor. Yep. So I asked to have a call with her. She got connected to me through a friend. We spoke on the phone. I didn't get my soul cycle auditions, but we became fast friends. And there was really something special about our connection. And there was really something special about, you know, what we were both going through. So we started to record on our closet floors like seven years ago. We recorded tons and tons of content, hours and hours of content that will never see the light of day. And we launched in August of 2016. And it's just been a beautiful ride and journey since, you know, we have a community, we have courses and the membership, and we just really want to help people in their evolution and support them as they grow and support them through their Saturn return. Great. I'm in my Saturn return. So maybe you can what is your timing? what's your timeline? My birthday is February 11th. I'm an Aquarius. Cool. So I think I'm like in it or it feels like I'm like coming out of it. So okay. we'll see. Did you look up the time frame? for the years? I don't know, like the exact timing. And I'm just, I'm just kind of like intuiting that I'm 29. And I think I've like felt the energy of it. But yeah, I probably should look up the exact timing and just like, see what it's like. I feel lost. Saturn return. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, the, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say just for anyone listening. So the Saturn return period is basically when the sat Saturn, the planet returns to your, um, the point in the sky when you were born. So it usually takes between 27 years to 31 years. It will happen at least two other times in your lifetime, depending on how long you live. And Saturn is the planet that really calls you to get serious with your life. And if you're living out of alignment, it will really check you and bring you to further alignment. So it can be a really challenging time. It can be a really confusing time. It feels like nothing makes sense. It feels like nothing is the same. It can be kind of crazy, but if you're living a life that's aligned already, it can be really, really beautiful and it can really catapult you to bigger and better things. Um, So you can check online just at any astrology website. You can ask for like a Saturn return calculator to see the window because it's usually like one to three years that you're in your Saturn return. So it can be like a really rough time, but Lindsay and I are both going through it during that time. And it just really woke us up. That's for sure. Yeah. What do you guys want people to know about going through their Saturn return for anyone who's in it or has it um, maybe coming up for them? What would you want them to know? Yeah. I, (laughs) the way we describe it, sometimes it's like, oh shoot, like, what is this going to be like? What do I have to brace myself for? And 
as much as you might want to brace yourself for this season, I think the trick is to really, you know, let go as much as possible. And when I say let go, I just mean let go of the very clear or very uh, specific plans you might have for yourself, for your life, who you think you are, (laughs) really allowing like who you really are on a soul level to come forward and speak to you. You know, this season will really make you ask the hard questions. Like, am I meant to be with this person? Like, what do I really want to do with my life? And oftentimes those questions feel confronting, but honestly, if you're willing to live that question during this season on the other side you will experience so much clarity and so much from our experience like lightness where we're like oh yeah like we get to we get to really create our experience like life is not happening to us it's really happening for us and i think that's one of the main themes that came forward for me where i wasn't experiencing as much friction after my Saturn return as I was before. So it's really an opportunity overall. So yeah, it's it's definitely going to be confronting, but I would say approach it with excitement. You have everything you need to move and grow through it. I love that so much. And it yeah, resonated so deeply because I feel like for me, like it, like the deepening of it, I would say, or the height of it was probably like six or eight months ago. And what it felt like for me was like just a complete like confronting and shattering of everything I thought I wanted and who I, who my mind like thought I was and just allowing all of that to like shatter and dissolve and just be like my soul essence, if you want to call it. And like, like you said, letting who I am, like really, um, come forward. And I've noticed that like lightness come in for me as well, where it, it felt like, like I was telling you, Lindsay, before we started recording, like there's just so much heaviness, so much releasing, so much friction for like the months and honestly, like years leading up to it. And then I like hit this shift earlier this year was like, I don't know. It just feels like everything just like fell off of me and it just like all like fell off and shattered. And then I'm like, Oh, I'm light. And like, actually I can just like do what makes me like happy. And it does get to be like that flowy and that easy. And I don't have to like act like I'm climbing a fucking mountain every day. Like what? So yeah, it's been beautiful. Was there any practices or things that you did to support yourself in that? Because that's, you know, to go from feeling super lost. And for a lot of people when they're kind of figuring out their ego, which is like all these identities, all these roles that we have, it can be really hard to let go of that. So how did you support yourself in that? Yeah, I was really like feeling the feelings and not resisting the resistance, like learning to allow the resistance and allow the heaviness and processing through that. So for my process, for me, what that looks like is what I do with my clients and an inner voice session. It's basically like when it comes up, it's not digging for like, oh, where are the things in my body that need releasing? It's just like when like life activates them, life brings them up. They're, you know, they're like, they're coming up to come out. They're ready to be released. So it's just like going in and like, okay, I feel like heaviness and like raising heart in my chest. Like, where is it? How big is it? And just going in as my awareness and feeling it and breathing, feel, breathe, feel, breathe, feel, breathe, and letting it like bubble up to the surface. I, my like inner voice told me the other day, it's kind of like boiling water. Like it's going to boil up to the surface and evaporate, but you have to like get to that place of like allowing the like bubbles to come up, even if they like feel really heavy. And then like through that process of like, honestly going through like so much emotional release after release, after release, after release, after release. Can I really have another heavy emotion? Like I did get to a point where it's like, it's just like, there's so much less of that because I allowed myself to just be in that like huge releasing phase. So that's kind of what it was like for me. What about you guys? Yeah. Um, Saturn return for me was like such a chaotic haze. Um, I didn't really know what direction I was supposed to go in because I was being confronted with like so many is this really it questions, namely like the person I was with for like almost four years. I'm like, am I meant to be with this person? And like the answer was no. And I was just so conflicted um, Mm. because I thought he was my person as you do with a college sweetheart. I didn't know if what I was pursuing at the time, acting and performing 
it was definitely a part of my, it is a part of my purpose, but like the way I was doing it was so, um, coming from a place of lack and just really desperately wanting it, trying to be picked. And so all of it just felt so out of alignment and I tried to numb out. I was drinking a ton, going out a lot. I was, Uh, eventually when I broke up with my boyfriend, like I was just sleeping around a lot. Like it was just kind of, yeah, it was all not really myself, but I was like numbing out from what was like really coming up and what I really needed to move through. And I feel like my move to LA was like the mark of my Saturn return. Like it just kind of changed everything and, and really changed the direction of where I was going. And I felt this sudden like opportunity clearing so that I could actually like let the dust settle and see what was really going on. And so it didn't get easier right away. It just got a bit more manageable. And, um, you know, from there, it just kind of snowballed into finding aligned career opportunities. Eventually I met Krista. Eventually we started almost 30. Like things just started happening Um, because I was trusting myself, because I was following those pings of like, yeah, I want to do that. Like, yeah, I want to pursue that and see where it goes. And, um, and I think that like piece of self-trust is one of the big, uh, lessons that my Saturn return like brought me, which was like, are you going to trust yourself? Like, are you really going to trust yourself? And, um, it was really beautiful to come out the other side feeling like, yes, I definitely can. I so relate to that so much. Yeah. That trust was like, has been a really, really big lesson for me because like in a a few months ago, I like fell back into this, what I would call like follow the leader in business thing and got myself into this very like prescriptive, like cult, like coaching program that I had been in many times before realized many times before wasn't in alignment, got myself back into this back out of alignment, back into trying to be someone who I thought I had to be to be the right business person and the successful person and the expert. And I was like putting on like such a show and it was like so exhausting and uh, just so like not fun. And I, it was like such a huge test for me to like come back to my own trust and my own alignment and realize like, I can, I can drop this program. I can drop these structures. I can drop these rules. I can drop these like you should do this, this, and this, and this is right. And this is wrong. And you need to post every day on Instagram. Fuck. I didn't want to post every day on Instagram. So it's just like dropping so much of what I was perceiving I should do based on what everyone else around me was doing and really coming back to like, okay, well, wait, what would actually feel good for me? What do I want to do? And I know you talked about, um, following the nudges, Lindsay, and that's like a huge part of what my work is about is following the nudges, following the intuition. So can you guys talk about, uh, for each of you, what it's like, like, what does it feel like when you have a nudge? What does it mean to you to follow your intuition and how do you like stay in tune with that? Yeah, I think this one's huge. And I think this is so much of our gifts as women, especially is that ability to tap into our intuition. I didn't realize how the nudges for me had really been everything that was really valuable in my life had really been provided to me through nudges um, and through the voice and through, you know, claircognizance or um, channeling basically. But for me, my intuition and my connection to that is everything because my intuition is a lot my soul and it's a lot my connection to source and God. So I notice myself not connecting to my intuition or feeling off when I'm on social media too much, when I'm you know, comparing myself when I am not in nature, when I am living out of alignment, whether that's in friendships or relationships, or if I'm eating a lot of crap food that doesn't really make me feel good. I think for a lot of people can be different. You know, some people thrive in certain situations and not in others. So it's really being in tune with your own soul and your own guide of like when you're feeling connected and when you're not Uh, doing almost 30 was a nudge, you know, being friends with Lindsay in the way that we are was a nudge. Um, going on tour was a nudge for us. You know, doing retreats was a nudge. There have been nudges that haven't been like, oh, this wasn't as you know successful as others, but it was something that we needed to do and creatively express. So the nudges won't always make sense to everyone else. That's not the point. The nudges will make sense to you, and the nudges will not always lead you to like millions of dollars and 
you know, like the biggest dreams ever, but they will lead you closer to what's meant for you. And I think that's the most important thing, but I think social media is like the greatest, the greatest hindrance we have against the nudges, because, you know, for you as an example, with the coaching program, it's like your soul wouldn't nudge you to do that. But your mind, when you're looking at Instagram and you're seeing something, or when we're kind of in the social media world, when we're seeing something kind of makes us think it's a nudge when it's not always a nudge. So there's such a fine line between it and people really need to get clear and quiet. What I suggest for folks is just really journaling. Like what have I been intuitively led to in my life? thinking about that for a little bit, like where have I been intuitively guided? What has been a synchronicity or an intuition that has come to fruition that has really changed me? And what was I doing or what was happening in that situation to bring me to that? Um, And then you can get clear on like what your path and purpose would be and how you receive signs and how you connect to your guides and angels. But it's like the best thing in life, honestly. I could not agree more. And it's, I always say it's like when the path gets to be just as juicy as the outcome, because you no longer need the outcome because the path is juicy. And it's like, you get to have the juicy path and juicy outcomes. And it doesn't, like you said, always look like the mind thought it was going to look, or you get the outcome, the mind thought it was going to get, but what if the whole point was the joy, the nut, the fall in the following the nudge brought you. And then I, what I found too, is for me that when I'm really tuned in and really connected, it's like, if I'm led to places far more magical and exciting than my mind, like literally could have ever logically controlled or predicted. So I've found just like, okay, inner voice, you're saying like, don't go on Instagram, don't post unless it feels like joy. Okay. Like hands up, like I'm going to do it. I've been, that's something I've been like doing the last like month. I've just been feeling really called to like barely be on there. And it's been great. Like my mind was so afraid I'm going to lose all my business, which it was already like thought that was going to happen when my Instagram went out a few um, months ago. And then it like, didn't take, I feel like that could have been a sign of like, let's back off Instagram. And then I like got back on and I'm like, let's be on it. And now I'm like, okay. I'm like, actually like right now it's like not the thing and I'm allowing that to be okay. And it's things have unfolded so beautifully and joyfully and so many more just like opportunities and ways of um, growing my business and connecting with people have unfolded and it's in ways that like my mind really couldn't have like forced or controlled or predicted. And it all got to happen because I let go and allowed the process to be joyful and follow those nudges. And I believe it gets, it gets to work like that. Like it gets to be, it gets to be that way for all of us. So thank you for sharing. Lindsay, what about you? Yeah. So similar. And, you know, I think social media is like a form of noise, you know? And so like, I think what I've learned about my intuition and these nudges is it's how often and how um, clearly I'm feeling them or hearing them is related to like how quiet I'm able to get Mm. on a regular basis. And whether that's meditation or just taking a walk, you know, by myself being with my own, thoughts or, you know, no thoughts at all, like just kind of being, um, that's when I get a ton and it's really fun. And I, I sometimes get a little frustrated when like, I am in a lot of noise when I am on social media a lot, when, you know, I have a lot going on or like we have a day of calls and I'm like, what are my thoughts? Like, you know what I mean? So <laughs> it's really my job. Cause like life will life, right? Like we, we work, we, we create, like we're around people. So we really have to make the effort to create that space and create that quiet. And then the other piece that's been so important for me is tuning into my body and what Um, my body is saying about a particular nudge or opportunity or relationship or environment. So, you know, body practices, body, like tuning into the body. I love to use breath work. I love to just like ecstatically move. Nothing needs to be perfect. It's really, again, kind of like intuitive, but I find that dropping in that way physically helps to connect the whole system, all mind, body, spirit. And because if I'm too in my head and I'm like, okay, idea or okay, nudge, like, come on in, I'm quiet. Like, <laughs> it's not going to happen. So yeah. It's like, like, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? It's like, well, yeah. damn, no wonder you can't hear. You're so busy. Like, LOL, like, <laughs> LOL, let it go. Yeah. Oh. So tuning into the body really helps me to get out of my head in that way. 
I love that. Yeah. It's like out of the head and into the body. And from that space, there's like so much more openness to hear mm-hmm. and to receive. So oh, I love that so much. So you guys interview a lot of people and I'm curious, like how you maintain your own, like, I don't know, like bubble of like, what's right for me, what feels good for me. Cause I know you guys, um, have interviewed so many people with so many modalities, so many opinions. And I know like from listening to your, to your podcast, you've like tried like, you know, like all the things like breath work and this and that, and all these different things. And I'm curious, like how, like one, what has stuck with you most or impacted you most from what you've learned from what you've like received through like podcasting, all the like modalities you've tried and how do you maintain your own alignment with all of that outside guidance, like coming in for you guys so much? Yeah, it's definitely been a practice of sovereignty for both of us, you know, doing this for six years now, the first couple of years we were like trying all the diets and doing all the things. And I remember one time we were, it was in the process of us being more of a health podcast. We were talking a lot about health topics for a few years and I was in Los Angeles and I was driving from like a cryotherapy appointment to go to an acupuncture appointment. And there was LA traffic and I was late and I was like stressed. And I was, you know, I had such so much cortisol in my system. And I felt so stressed. And I'm like, in my effort to be healthy and feel less stressed, I'm so freaking stressed because I'm trying to do all the things. And I'm like, this is like, I'm having to do these things because I'm like a spiritual to-do list. (laughs) It was, I was like, Whoa, what am I doing? I'm like, I'm missing the point when I'm adding all the things to my to-do list. I'm not allowing myself to have space and time and breath. And so it really is like an energetic practice for us to really just kind of like recalibrate in and really just like get, come back home. And I think over the years now we're more inspired by people. So we'll hear things like from Jenna Kutcher, who's one of our friends come on the podcast and talk about her business and talk about her life and how full and rich it is. And that will become so inspiring for us. And that will become such an expansive moment for us not only because she's successful and she's making a lot of money and all these things, but now we really look for people that are like deeply satisfied with their life, people that are happy, people that feel fulfilled. And you can tell when we're interviewing people that are really just like going after it. And it's kind of like the bottomless pit when the ego just really, really wants more and more and more and more and more. And you can tell that from an energetic perspective. So the most inspiring people that, you know, have stuck with Lindsay and I are people that are really satisfied with their life that are really, really doing this from a place of service that are really, really doing this from a place of peace. And I think the biggest thing that's really stuck with me over everything is like energetics. Like we none, we know energetics and we know energy. Like people are like, I understand energy, but when you're really in conversation with someone or when you're really in an interview with someone the way that you can understand energetics is so nuanced and deep and intricate because it's like they're talking about something that's heavy. We're going low. Then we're joking. We're going high. Then we're opening. Then we're closing. Then we're shifting. Then we're going. Then she's talking. I'm talking. They're talking. And there's such an interesting dynamic with energetics. So it's really important that we can stay in our own energy as possible. And I'm someone that's like an energy matcher. I'm really great at like really meeting people where they're at from an energetic perspective. And that actually provides a really beautiful conversation. But then you kind of have to like pull out after and make sure you can come back home to your own energy. So we've learned a lot, but I think being in your own energy and being sovereign is like the biggest key that we still have to work with today. Oh, I love that. And I love so much what you said about like looking for guests who have that like true satisfaction and rather than people like on the like chase or rat race that you can like energetically feel that really ended home for me. So thank you for sharing that. Cause I definitely want to like keep that as an intention for my own podcast. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I think, you know, similarly, it's so much about the energy of someone and how they approach their work, their life that really stays with me. It's hard for me to like remember specific quotes or specific learnings. Although, you know, there are some guests that I'm like, Oh my God, you know, that fact I'll never forget. And I'll never eat kale on a Tuesday after the sun goes down. (laughs) So, So there are those moments, but I really, I agree with Krista. It's like, you know, when you sit down with someone like a Queen Afua, who is in her 70s and probably one of the most 
like vibrant, vital beings I've met in a long time, like just truly in her body, so healthy, energetic, present, like just clearest eyes. Um, And it was like that presence and that, um, yeah, you can just tell commitment to health and her spirit that really just made such an impression on me. And I can't even really do it justice by describing it with words. So it's like those moments that I look forward to because I think we're in a really unbelievable position to meet people that like leave those marks as they just navigate the world. So yeah, that's what, that's what sticks with me. I love it so much. I want to shift gears a little bit and get a little bit personal. So where are you guys at like right now in this moment or recently like what's been your kind of like late uh, recent evolution or growth what's been coming up for you what is what new epiphanies or realizations have you been having recently Mm, yes the deepness um I actually you know you said something earlier that I related to I've taken a step back on social media as well Lindsay took off a full month in December And I've taken off weeks at a time um, randomly, but I think it's been three weeks now, maybe four, where I have someone that I actually hired. So she's supporting me. I do all the content, but she does all the posting and community management. And I felt this call, like I really need to be as clear as I can. And I really need to be as aligned with myself as I can. And if I want to bring in or understand my gifts, if I want to bring in, you know, if I want to channel these powerful things. If I want to be really powerful, then I need to be clear. And I really need to prioritize like hearing my own voice and really valuing myself. And I didn't realize how much social media had impacted my self-worth and how I looked at myself. And it's not like I felt like I was like spiraling at all. It was just very subtle. It's like in very subtle moments where you'll sort of just like lose, you'll kind of go on the path of being in that person's story or looking at that person's post, or you'll just be on the journey of wherever this person is taking you. And especially as a Pisces and an empath, I can be like on that journey for the rest of my life. I'm like, Oh wow. I'm at their birthday party. And like, I wonder why they were wearing that. And I wonder why she was there. And I'm just kind of like going off. So I really had to call all my energy back in my physical life. And that also means my digital presence as well. So I've felt so much more clear and I actually don't know how I did that all the time. And I did all of our work. It's, it's kind of mind blowing to me. I'm like, where did I find the time to do all of it now? And I will definitely go back because I do love creation. I do love communicating. I do love being with the community, but it's just felt really, really good to listen to my intuition and take my, my work and my gifts as like sacredly as they need to be. I love that so much. What about you, Lindsay? Yeah, there's, there's so much. I'm, I was in session with our healer Kiki the other day and it was funny. She was talking about like the joy of the summer. And I just thought it was so sweet. Cause like, you know, as kids and like teens and whatever, we kind of like look forward to summer. We're like, fuck yeah, summer energy. Like my husband has that. It's really cute. (laughs) (laughs) And I forgot about that. And she didn't say that to me, but I just like remembered that feeling. And I was like, oh yeah, like I, I get to have like that joy in life, you know, and it sounds cheesy, but it's like sometimes like just the the logistics of life, you're like, oh, and then this, and then this, and then this. And so I've really been leaning into spontaneity and um, just going with the flow of the summer. I'm planning um, our wedding for the end of the summer. I just We just decided to do it at the end of the summer. So it's kind of an exciting, like, must follow what feels good season for me. And it's at the same time, it's like, we're following what feels good. And then also I'm noticing like, especially related to family, there's lots of like their own processing around these life transitions of like marriage and like, you know, moving on from like being a child in the family to being like on creating your own family, creating your own life in that way. 
And so it's been such a practice of allowing them to have their process and not feeling responsible, not feeling the weight of their process and how slow at times and arduous it is and really like staying in my joy and just like how excited I am for this season and the next chapter and the next chapter and so yeah it's been like all the emotions and I think this is the first time in my life that I'm allowing myself to feel like the whole spectrum without judging it or being in it for too long you know I kind of like it feels like it's just moving through and I don't feel like any big emotion is going to take me down if that makes sense Yeah. I've kind of like started to relate more to my emotions. Like they're more like weather where I feel like what I used to do before it's like, Oh, (laughs) a tornado is coming. Like, let's put a like a blanket around it and try to like contain it and stop it. And like, you can't really stop a tornado, but if you just like allow the tornado to come through, it's like, it'll pass through like emotions will come in and they'll go out and they'll come in and they'll go out and they'll come in and they'll go out. Just like, just like weather it rains and then it's sunny again. There's the tornado and then there's not a tornado and like, it's all okay. And I feel like that's been so freeing because I think so much of my early personal development, spiritual journey was spent trying to get to the good emotions, like gotta feel (laughs) good, gotta make myself feel good. And then it's like, it just becomes a whole like cycle of like spinning (laughs) And then the pursuit of happiness is like a crazy thing. It really is. You know what I mean? Like I get it. But then at the same time, there's kind of this like loop that can happen that really prevents you from ever being happy because there's like this distorted understanding of like what happiness is, I guess. Yeah. It's like if you're here, like right here, right now. And happiness is not yet, it's there, like in the future, like you can't ever be there because you're always here. And I think like even looking to tomorrow for your now happiness, like you can't find now happiness even tomorrow or an hour from now. You you literally can only find happiness now and now and now and now and each and every single now. So yeah, it's such an interesting process. And one of my, you reminded me of one of my Oracle decks I have, um, it said joy is flowing emotion. It didn't say joy is happy 24 seven. It was joy is flowing emotion. And that just resonated so much for me. It's like joy is flowing emotion. Or for me, how I kind of interpret that is the absence of resisting emotions. Oh yeah, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what's What's really lighting you guys up right now? What's making you really happy? What are you like super intrigued about? What are you obsessed about or like super into? I think the fact that we're traveling again is making me really happy. I just love seeing the world. I'm Sagittarius moon and travels like my happy place because I just love the presence. I love the curiosity. I love the exploration. I love I just love it all. I love travel. So that's making me really, really happy. And I'm really glad about that. And then, yeah, I think even like outside of the social media thing, I think whenever I do something and choose myself, and even if it doesn't make sense, it always just feels so good. Like, I'm like, I don't really know why I'm off social media right now, but I'm trusting it. And I'm going against my dopamine addicted brain and I'm choosing myself and I'm choosing whatever's coming through. So even when it's hard and even when it's sticky, I just love when I have opportunities to like choose myself over my brain patterns of needing dopamine, what's supposed to be success or like what's supposed to be true. And just choosing yourself like is like the best momentum for building a life that you love. So I think that's really lighting me up. Yeah, there's really literally nothing that feels better than like following your own inner alignment, inner guidance. And then it's an unbelievable momentum. Like you said, I had a day like that today where I followed a ping to go get lunch. Like I was telling myself, like, I have leftovers in the fridge. Like I should just eat those. And I took a bite and I was like repulsed. I'm like, I don't want these. This is like, I don't want this. This is like, I knew it. This is not fun. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go on Yelp. I felt called to like go on Yelp and like look up um, like lunch place. And I found this like market that I had never been to. So I 
walk there and it's like the cutest market is so beautiful. There's a bar opening next door. There's flowers hanging from the roof. And I had the best like sandwich with uh, bacon and turkey and mayonnaise. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so happy eating this like sandwich. And then I got a cortado and it was this amazing, delicious cortado. And then I walk home and I saw this bush of fresh mint, this giant bush that didn't look like it belonged to anyone. So I grabbed a bunch of mint and I'm like, I'm going to make cocktails or water or whatever. And I was just like, oh, so high off picking this mint off the ground. And the funny thing is, is like, I feel like our minds look for big things to like get high off and get lit up by. And the, for me, the most lit up feeling comes from following my own like inner guidance. And then, and then noticing the momentum of like, like magical, like surprises kind of unfolding along the way. And it like in a different state, if I said, I have to go on a walk and I have to eat lunch that I don't want to eat. And I found mint, I probably would be like, or I probably wouldn't even see the mint, or I'd be like, who gives a fuck about mint? But I was like on my high flying disc, like mint, what a gift, like what a miracle. I found mint. And it's just like, it's just mint. But that like really resonated with me. What you said, Krista, about like, it, it really feels so good to follow what you're feeling called to just like so, so good. I love the Abraham reference on that high flying disc, baby. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I feel like she's having a, or Abraham, they're having a moment. Uh... They really. are. I'm like, like, I've been listening. I'm like, I think we're ready consciously. Yeah. I think we're ready again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was one. Of, that was going to be one of my things. I just freaking love listening to Abraham on my morning walks. It's just, it's so fun. It's, it's like, it's such that it's that mix of like truth, funny, like humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just beautiful. Just such a, cellular reminder so like as i'm like moving my body and then you get those like just deep 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 soul reminders you're like oh yeah and it like integrates a little bit quicker um that brings me joy spontaneity has been bringing me joy and just like yeah i think it's easy to be super scheduled it's easy to to be in a routine which i love you know but i'm just like wondering what lives outside of the routine at times and it often brings in more of my creativity when I just like scramble up the day or I say yes to something that I would never say yes to or we plan a trip like you know plan a trip last minute plan a wedding last minute like let's do it um it's just felt really really good music lights me up so just like staying connected to that channel where yeah, it just feels, it feels like it's more than just music coming through. It feels like it just really nourishes like my whole, my whole system. And then, yeah, just like, again, like enjoying, I think to your point, like allowing every little thing that wants to bring you joy, bring you joy. You know, like, even if it's like, oh my God, this mug is so freaking cute. Like, you know, it's just allowing that to happen rather than these like little ways we resist the joy in order to focus on like the bigger thing. No, we got to focus. No, we got to work. No, we got to have this conversation. It's like, can we allow more of the joy to just penetrate? Yes. Like we, we don't have to withhold our joy until like X, Y, Z like happens. My, I feel like my intuition, like, yeah, gave me like so many reminders of that last year where it's like, you don't have to have any other reason other than that you desire to feel good to feel good like no reason is needed no big exciting thing literally nothing but your desire like you don't have to withhold your joy it's like why do we, and then it goes back to like this deserving thing it's because we think we're somehow like we only deserve to allow in the joy when we've done X, Y, Z or accomplished X, Y, Z. And it's just, yeah, it's bullshit. So I love that. Beautiful. I think too, it's like when we find where we're resisting joy, our resistance to the joy is like the work. Cause that's like, what is the story around your resistance to that? I don't have time. I'm not where I want to be. You know, I'm not good enough or I'm not, you know, whatever that is, is oftentimes the story around the work. Totally. Yeah. And for me lately, it's, I'm really in this season of like, let go, let go, let go, let go, let go. And so much stillness and what, what my mind would call doing nothing. And 
my mind definitely has the resistance of like, can it be this easy? Can I allow this much joy when my husband's like, he's not here right now, but usually he's like in there working, he's at the office day, but when he's like working all these hours a day and working really hard and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm over here, like at the pool, like (laughs) chilling, like, is that like allowed? Like, am I allowed to be that free? Am I allowed to be that joyful? And so that's been really a huge practice for me lately of noticing when my mind wants to tell that story that I'm not allowed to have my joy or do the thing that feels aligning to me because he's working and grinding and maybe not <laughs> joyful or he, or he is, I think he actually is because he loves his job, but it's like, I'm t- making up stories about like what he's going to think about me being so like free and joyful. And it's just like, so like funny to watch the mind, like have those stories and be like, no, <laughs> like, no, like I can do what I want. And also hold space where if he has a judgment or reaction to it, like that's okay too. And like, that's been a real like practice for me too, of like noticing if my mind's like, Oh, you can't do that because Trevor's going to think this about it or feel this about it. So you got to do this. Cause then he'll be happy. And then you want to deal with his uncomfortable emotions. It's just like, Whoa, like when did I become the gatekeeper of someone else's like emotion? So just like letting that go has been yeah, something that's been coming up for me. So yeah, resistance to joy. It definitely, definitely resonate with that. And in partnership, it's like so interesting, you know, the more we are ourselves, even if it's like complete opposites in some aspects of how that's expressed, that's when like we become like true gifts to one another because your yes. ability to like relax and be by the pool and rest and, you know, be quiet he might see that and be like, wow, I actually really respect that. And maybe I need to have a little bit more of that. And then maybe you see his drive and determination, how much he loves his job. And like, maybe that gives you a little bit of fire. So yeah, I, I've learned that too. Cause I'm definitely, I used to be like that people pleaser of like, Oh, like, you know, maybe they, they think I'm lazy or whatever. And yeah. The more we are ourselves, the more it becomes that gift to the other person. Yes. 100%. I love that. Yeah. So good. All right. What else did I want to ask you guys? I'm going to think about what is like coming through right now. Well, let me ask what's on your heart to share today that we haven't talked about. What would you say your community is most like, like, what is your community? Like, so we can give a message that's appropriate, appropriate. For yeah. Them. Personal and spiritual development lovers. Um, definitely a lot of like entrepreneurs, but not all entrepreneurs. So probably pretty similar to your guys's audience. Mm-hmm. I think so. I'm doing a lot of work around, um, I'm doing some podcast stuff around like empathy and being an empath. And I think in our world today where there's so much information and social media and the news that we have access to, it can get really confusing when you're an empath. And when you're someone that's not really aware of how you're managing your energy or sourcing your energy or giving your energy, you can get really, really hijacked. And so just offering for people, especially the feelers that are out there to just sort of check in and be even more diligent about your energetic hygiene and your boundaries around social media, around the news, around people that are toxic, because that can be really where some of the most powerful people like empaths really lose a lot of their power by either becoming codependent or enmeshed or being hijacked by, you know, whatever the popular narrative or the popular conversation is happening in the news. So for all the feelers, just being extra mindful, being extra careful, being extra cautious and really tuning into yourself as much as possible. Cause we need all of your gifts. So good. Thank you. And I am feeling called to share just a reminder around creativity. Cause I feel like we are so prone nowadays to feel like, okay, anything I create, I must share on social media or I must Um, monetize or, you know, turn into my career. And it's really, really important from my experience to have dedicated creative time space for things that only you will experience and see. I think that just really 
deepens the intimacy with self and the trust with self. And I think to Krista's point in stepping away from social media, like you can really then hear and experience who you are and through creating it's like oh wow like I am a creator and then there's no like eyes on it there's no feedback there's no comparison so I just I want that for myself more so that's why I'm saying it but maybe it's I mean how radical to like you know get into pottery and never show anyone what you create and just have a collection that you a door every day or something like how how crazy would that be because <laughs> it is kind of crazy now right like usually someone's going to start an instagram with their pottery or they're going to sell it you know which is literally zero shade it's more so how often are we creating just because we adore the process and adore what we create and it's like a sacred a sacred um, thing so uh. I love that. And I'm actually, after this, I'm going to send you an episode from Abraham Hicks I was listening to today. And she was literally talking about that exact thing you just said and how like, as soon as you receive, like even receive a thought or receive a download or receive, like you said, like the creativity, like keep it to yourself. And she kept saying like, that's for me. And that's for me. And that's for me. And that's for me. And that's for me. me." So it's like, why is it a new one? I need to (laughs) I, I go like, I like, I, there's like 800 and I'm like inner voice, which one should I pick? And sometimes it's like 300. So sometimes I go way back and then, so I don't know which one it is, but I will try to find it and send it to you. Cause I think it'll like super resonate. Yeah. Of course, like that came through for you today. And I was like listening to the same like message today. So maybe I'm also meant to um, hear that now it's my second time hearing it today. So thank you for that. Okay, I know you guys have a couple more minutes. So I have one more uh, question that I want to talk about. Lindsay, you were mentioning earlier about structure and routine. And I'm curious where you guys are personally at in your relationship with like structure and routine versus flow and like what your like thoughts are on that. What are your feelings on that? Where are you like at in that, I guess, like journey or dynamic? Yeah, I think it's such a great question because I think for a lot of people, you know, they might see maybe myself in the process where I'm in a more of a flow state and a flow frequency in my life and be like, oh my God, I'm just going to flow, which is true for a lot of people. But I think when you're kind of leaving a structure of the old world, (laughs) of the matrix, of your job, of like an idea of your life and how it should be, and then going straight to flow, it might not work. And for me, what I had to do was sort of be in that structure, have my routines, have my processes, and then continue that until it got to a place where I had enough sovereignty and discernment and trust in myself to decide when I'm going to do something, why I'm going to do it. And if I'm, I'm going to, you know, continue on with a program, with a meditation, with a whatever, because if we go from like a, something in our life where we're like, we're wanting to change our life. And then we're actually not applying structure to the changes we're wanting to make, say that's meditation or healthy eating or movement or mindfulness, then it most likely won't stick and you probably won't see change. And that's sort of where people get lost. So it actually is very, very important for people that are early on in their process of personal growth development. Whenever we're learning a new skill period, you really need to be about your process. So for me right now, I'm into tapping and I've been tapping every day for the past two weeks. So I want to see if this works. I want to see if this is something I'm going to do. So I'm going to make it structured and I'm going to make it a habit until I decide if this is worth it or not. But other parts of my life, like meditation, I've been doing for over 10 years and I do it every single day. But if I miss a day, I'm fine. If I do it in the evening, I'm fine. If I don't do it. So I actually think structure and routine is really, really important for people that are newer in their process. But once you get to a point where you're fully conscious, you know why you're making the decisions you're doing and you feel like your life is at a place where you are at a happiness set point or a joy set point or a satisfaction set point where one routine or one process won't shake you, then you can sort of move things in and out. Oh, I love that. Thank you for sharing. I like to use like routine and structure as like a just really solid jumping off point. So if I know that I'm going to have, for example, 
a really busy day or say I'm moving all around or just there's some sort of like consistent momentum that I really have to be present for and ready for. I really like to have a structured morning routine, for example. That is like, that to me is symbolic of just like a solid foundation that I can build upon for the day. If the day is a little more lax, I allow my routine to be a little bit more lax and spontaneous and maybe doing something totally different. But I, as I try new things, like I make sure to note whether this felt good for my body. Did this feel good for my mind? Like, did it emotionally improve or not improve how I'm feeling? And I just take note. I think most, mostly with what I put in my body, because we like have all these supplements, we do these teas and tinctures and all these things. I'm like, okay, what's actually working? What is like a solid foundational um, regimen that I can have? So high level, I'm looking at my day and just being very specific where I need a foundation. So it might be in the morning. It might be a really loose day and morning. And then at night before I go to bed, I really want to have like a foundational moment. And that's when I'll, um, that's when I'll just kind of fit in the routine, whatever that looks like. But I've learned to be very very flexible with it because life happens. And if the routine suddenly becomes the thing that if it's not perfect brings chaos, it's like, what's the point? So just learning to be flexible with it, I think is really important. Yeah. And I love that question you asked of like, where do I need foundation? And I think on the other side of that is like, where do I need a lack of foundation or just like complete openness. And I think those are two, yeah, really great questions to um, wrap up on. So thank you guys so much. This was really fun for me. And I'm so grateful to have had you guys here. Where can everybody find you? And if you have any offerings you want to share about, feel free to share. This will go live in the next week or two, if that helps you with the offerings thing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. This is so much fun. You're lunch inspired me that lunch walk. I was just totally with you. I was like in the location. I'm like, it's, it's just such an important, it's so subtle and so important. So I'm so glad this has been so much fun. And, um, yeah, we have camp summer sessions. So we do a virtual event, a free virtual event twice a year. This one is summer sessions. We have Shalina Ayana of rising woman. We have queen of Fua, which Lindsay talked about before Lindsay and I are going to be doing some sessions and it's just a really beautiful opportunity for people to come from their homes and join us for a really transformational day. And it is on July 30th. You can register at almost30.com slash camp. Again, it's totally free. You can attend the sessions with us. You can attend the sound bath, whatever you want to do that day. We're excited to have you. So almost30.com slash camp. And then almost30.com for anything else for the pod. We're wherever you listen to podcasts, we're on YouTube. And we're excited to connect with your community. If they're like you, they're top notch. Oh, thanks. Same to you guys. Thank you so much, Madison. So fun. You are welcome. Thank you so much for listening to the Magnetically You podcast. If this episode served you, I ask that you share it with someone who it could make a difference for or share it on social media and tag me at Magnetically You. Make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the magic. And it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review on iTunes. Thank you so, so much from the bottom of my heart for being here. And I will see you in the next episode.